You're listening to the Over a Drink podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men talking about normal things, sharing testimonies and putting purpose to pain. My name is Mitch Parsons, and I am your host. The Over a Drink podcast. I am not creative. I say the same thing every time. And this is episode, again, literally last episode, I was like, I should probably just figure out what episode I'm on at this point. But I just still don't know. I think you said 83 last time. (laughs) So we're at 84, man. Yeah, why not? Come on. Uh, Episode 84. um, I... I have a good amount now. I've been doing it for three years. Uh, and I went to lunch with some guys today. I'm on a work trip and I went out to lunch. We started talking about my podcast and he looked it up. He goes, man, you have a lot of episodes. I was like, do I? That's cool. <laughs> I don't know what a lot of episodes together, are, but like, know? yeah, I, some guy I was talking to is like, man, it took, it took my buddy like 400 episodes before he started to rank. And I was like, I'm gonna be dead before I have 400. Yeah, episodes, so yeah. Might as well bury that dream. Um, man, uh, if you're listening to this for the first time, welcome. Hi, uh, my name's Mitch. Uh, this podcast, Over a Drink, is on mission to normalize normal men talking about normal things. We believe that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blood of the Lamb is Jesus, uh, and the word of our testimony then is our weapon. And uh, I want to wield it. Um, we want to wield it and we want to to use it to encourage we want to use it to edify um we want to use it to uh just bring glory to the lord and to praise the lord and and um to thank him for what we've gone through and to thank him in advance for what we're about to go through and that he gave us these these stories to um to hold and to wield as we we go into the everyday battles that we face and so mm-hmm. today i have a friend um who we've actually never met in person, no. um, which is crazy. Just missed um, each other. <laughs> just missed. I, he found out I was coming to Chicago and he left to go to Colorado. I was like, oh, wait, whatever. <laughs> Where dude. you were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so this is Caden Sheridan. Caden and I were introduced through um, a friend, uh, Josh, who's been on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, man, my networking has just really taken more and more degrees of variation where I met Josh through my wife's uh, travel team. Um, I met uh, then Caden through Josh because Josh showed Caden the podcast that Josh was on. And then Caden reached out and, or I guess Josh put us in a group message and now we just talk smack back and forth in a group mm, message. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really fun. Caden, um, I learned is a songbird. Um, and by that, I mean, he is a worship leader at his church. Um, if you can't see this, which um, go on my Substack, my Substack will have the video of this. Um, I'm not putting on YouTube anymore because YouTube is trash. I'm not on Instagram anymore because also trash. Um, and if you don't believe me, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm opinionated. Sorry about it. No, but um, Caden has luscious, blonde, long hair, curly mm. Um shorter than mine i will say um so but he actually has the 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 what would be the patience the ability i tried to put my hair down for the beginning of this before you got on camera and i was like i hate it 
I hate it. I can't. I got to put it up. I can't. It's too much on my neck. I hate it. I can't put it up because I look like a founding father. And so it's just not a good look. Rep it, dude. I almost just said Abe Lincoln, not a founding father. (laughs) Abe Lincoln, not a founding Public school education. Um, (laughs) um, So, Caden, I'm so thankful that you're on, man. Um, You are. What are you drinking? I got a water bottle. Yeah, my free dime. So I'm in a hotel uh, in uh, where am I? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm in a hotel, uh, and they give me my free waters because I'm a diamond member. Hey, so this is diamonds. what spend, this is what spending thousands and thousands of dollars looks like right mm. here. This nice Beautiful. Costco water bottle, plastic. Um, but Kaden, you are Costco is better than Sam's Club. I'm on. I'll say it. Um, so uh, so you're drinking what? I am drinking actually a beer from uh, Weldworks Brewing in Colorado. Um, okay. Yeah, I, we got this one when we went out to Colorado. It's Tropical Lightning Storm. It's really cool. Amazing. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Really We've been having lots of uh, lightning storms in Denver recently, hey. so it's fitting. Yeah, I saw um, it. Caden <laughs> is 21, yes. barely. So um, <laughs> 22. So, Try that on for so, size. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he is feeling 22. Um, mm, mm. I've referenced Taylor Swift at least twice now in two episodes, and, and I am so embarrassed. Yeah, repentance might be needed, but oh, man, Lord, we'll talk about that later. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> um, but Caden, you have uh, you're on an elevator, mm. and you're in Vegas for some reason. Whoa, it, I don't man. know why people choose to go to Vegas Chief again. I'm very opinionated, opinionated right now. Vegas sucks. Sorry, Woo! um, I went to Vegas a couple of times. It sucks. Um, anyways, you're on a Vegas hotel, mm. and you have 17 floors, but it's Vegas, so it's like, do, 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 do. tell me about yourself. You got like a minute. A minute, man. Go. Okay. My Door's name is Caden. Oh, phew. hi. My name is Caden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a worship leader. Uh, have been for the past two, two and a half years, and I love it. Before that, I worked in coffee for three years. I was a manager at a coffee shop, and that is, I think, where my love of people just super awoke. Um, mm-hmm. Besides that, I'm one of nine kids and have lived in the same two-bedroom home my whole life. My mom homeschooled us the whole time. A saint she is. Um, yeah, I yeah, I got this long blonde hair. People often think I'm a woman from behind. And so <laughs> when I'm in the bathroom, I have to turn around and be like, I'm a dude. Don't worry about it. Like, everything's all good. So... Um, yeah. And, and I, yeah, I'm 22 years old and just started and trying to get into beer. So that's all I got. (laughs) And you you live in Chicago. Yes. Um, Chicago. You don't have a girlfriend. No, sir. No, you're, you're dating the Lord right now. Dude, I'm married to the church. I keep saying it and I love it. I love it. (laughs) So you're 22 years old and, uh, you're pursuing a, a call to worship leading you you were working two jobs and uh, you felt like the Lord asked you to quit the one mm-hmm. to pursue another because it was taking away your ability to, you were staying in it for the finances. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I commend you for that because that is something that man, whew, as a dreamer, I am a big dreamer, a pursuer of dreams less. Yeah. I have them all in my notebook, but then I find all the reasons why not to. And here you are chasing it. So yeah. kudos to you. Um, I We prayed before this that Holy Spirit would guide us and that he would burden your heart with where we're going to start. Um, this, this podcast is, if you're new to it, 
I hope that you're okay with a nonlinear. Actually, if you don't like nonlinear, this probably isn't the podcast for you. Um, but testimonies are often perceived as this A to Z thing where it's like, I was born in a Christian home or I wasn't born in a Christian home and boom, 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 boom. This happened, this happened, this happened. And here I am today. That's great. That is a method of storytelling, but there are also methods of storytelling where we jump into C and we talk from C to D and then we jump forward to E and we go, actually, that's not even jumping forward. We go jump forward to L and we go L M N O P Q R S. right? Like we don't, we're not staying in this linear pattern. Um, we might go to from Z back to B because it makes sense. So, um, Caden, I would love to just give the mic to you, and um, I'd love to hear your testimony. Yeah, man. I uh, yeah, I don't get off. I don't often get asked my testimony. Um, I think I have a a lot of super awesome conversations with people on Sundays and things like that. But I I find that at least in my two years of two and a half years of being a worship leader specifically, I, uh, people just kind of make it, they're like, Oh, like you've always been this way. Like you're, and that's it. Right. There's no, yeah. not, not too much of a testimony. Um, or yeah. I'm just, I'm a pretty outgoing guy. So I ask them first and we get lost in that because I love people. But, um, yeah. honestly this, this podcast has opened my eyes a little bit to it because I have, I've heard a couple of guys talk about it so far and, um, yeah, I've, I felt like I have a boring testimony. Those people that would say, Oh, you've been, they're kind of right. I mean, I haven't, I'd never had a massive rebellion stage. I never had a point where I went off and just totally ditched the Lord, you know, middle finger, I'm out of here doing what I want. It was just never that way. Um, and so man, from the beginning, I was just a very sensitive dude. Um, when I was young, I was the kid that cried all the time from everything. My feelings hurt. (laughs) And so that was, that was who I was. And There, uh, there was just a, a, a big sensitivity, not even just to emotions, my own, but to other people's. And so I found myself in a position of kind of being the, I was the, the helper friend. I was the two Enneagram, yeah. whatever you want to say. And, uh, <laughs> if you're an Enneagram person and yeah. I just say it for the numbers, I don't know anything about any other number except my own. <laughs> so <laughs> two, um, but the thing is, is there are people out there who are like, I'm a two. Like, I also don't know. I, I know what my wife is. I know what my brother and sister-in-law are and I know what I am. Mm. And I don't really even know even that much. I just know the stereotypical part of it. It doesn't really matter. Continue. You're a two. No. Uh, yeah. No, that's yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I know my other two brothers because it's the two brothers I'm most similar with. And there's yeah. like, I think like a triangle, like connection, mm-hmm. two, five and eight that yeah. there's familiar similarities there. So I know that, but I, I don't care too much. So, but yeah. that was me. I was the helper friend and yeah. um, just very sensitive to people, but also very sensitive spiritually since I was young. Um, yeah. Where my mom, even though I don't recollect everything, um, my mom even saying like, I, I remember when I gave my life to Christ that my mom asked me for months and months and months. And my reaction was constantly, I'm not ready yet. Not yet. Mm. Um, mm. And the way she put it, she was like, you, you kind of understood. You knew what came with it. And you were like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know if I'm ready mm. for like fully to give my life over and what that means. Um, or at least I was trying to process it in my young, like eight year old brain. How, yeah. what is this? Like, how does that work? And so then finally did at like eight, nine years old. Um, and yeah, I was homeschooled my whole life. And so okay. 
I was not around my friends who were doing the, like, I was not around a ton of people my age doing the rebellious phases and things like that. And I have those friends that did that for sure. But it, every time I saw it, like I wasn't going to school every day, seeing everything. I, whenever I'd see it, it was with my friends and my reaction was just, okay, you guys have fun. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. Yeah. Like, honestly, in my head, it was, that's wrong. Why would you do it if it's wrong? Like if it's not smart or wise, um, there was a weird level of discernment in me that, man, it, it guided me through a lot of my life and I was very blessed by it and am very blessed by it in a lot of ways, but I probably, man, around 14, 15 years old, started to make my faith my own, less following my parents' faith that they've showed me and more just figuring out for myself. And I'm someone who doesn't just follow things. I don't just believe things because people told me it's the case. I went into a hardcore study phase of, I need to figure this out. I need to figure what Christianity is. I need to figure what everything else is. And man, Christianity was the only thing that made sense. It's the only thing. And so I, I started going head first and, and that was it. And probably around, you skip ahead to 17 years old. And in the midst of this, I'm figuring out the classic life stuff, right? You don't know who you are in these times. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know your purpose. Um, it, in those years, I was introduced to pornography and things like that. It's just from a friend's computer when I went over to play like Minecraft or RuneScape or something like that. That it was just it was on the computer, and yeah. that was that was like one of the hardest things for the longest time. Of I'm nothing. Like I, I truly thought myself to be worthless entirely because it was not something I wasn't around people talking about it. And so that, yeah. that followed me until 17 years old. Um, and is, I mean, it's a constant battle to fight against, right? It is, yeah. I know that God can break chains and he can drink, break chains permanently, but it's yeah. a constant daily battle. To well, And it's, it's a constant daily battle when you live in a world that shoves it in your face constant. Mm-hmm. It's a, like, it. it's, it's constant, it's constant um, normalization of pornographic material that is, um, we live in a hypersexualized world that, like, you and I actually talked about this the other day. Uh, when I was in San Diego, the side of a coffee shop just had a mural of a of women's cleavage. Like that mm. was the entire thing. And I'm like, man, God help us. As a, a yeah, as like a married man, as any man, right? Like, yeah. why am I walking and like having this giant picture of a woman's boobs just shoved in my face? Um, and so like. You're not wrong for the, you're not wrong when you say like man it is a constant battle because yeah. I think it's something that the enemy uses um for that like it's like the idea of like a constant microdose of poison and then we wonder why we're constantly sick yeah because it's because we're just we're just okay with taking this low dose radiation that is like toxic to us but is normalized and it's like man i watch netflix and there's only like a couple of sex scenes i think that i'm fine like Mm -hmm. oh like man i'm on instagram and it's like like she's she's in a bathing suit like it's fine if i look at her it's not showing everything she's she's posting it so it's Mm -hmm. gotta be no it's gotta be okay right yeah right and so like man you're not wrong um and I think it's really wise of you to to say like the Lord does break chains permanently, but that does not deter from the enemy from trying to put them back on. No, like like you have to constantly repent and constantly re give mm. like re give it back to the Lord and say, Lord, 
put it at your feet. I put it at your feet. And like, because the thing is, is like the cross is bigger, but like every day I have to reclaim that authority because every day the enemy is like, yeah, but what about this? What yeah. about this app? Like, oh, did yeah. he really say that? Mm. Like, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, no, dude, you're, you're, you're spot on. Like it is, I, I've gotten to the point where I've now deleted every bit of inst- of social media that I have. I mean, even today I deactivated my Facebook and I was like, I was trying not to because it is a, it's a big connection for like a lot of people that I could talk to. And, um, it's how people can find me if they need to. And bro, I was, I was literally just scrolling through and something that is like straight pornography just literally just showed up. Like that was just it. That was just it. And the ads are also aimed that way. And I sat there and like, I felt my heart like push against, but I still felt myself fighting against that thing in that was like, flesh, go for flesh it. As a, yeah, in your flesh as a, as a, as a man, yeah. you were wired that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I, my sister and I had this conversation because she was like, well, why, why can't women, like, why can't women wear what they want? Like, and men just can't be fine with it. And I was like, here's the thing. Women can wear what they want. Mm. But like, as a man, like, it is... It is wired. Sex is wired. And we are sexual beings. Like testosterone is yeah. like my buddy Keaton talks about. It, he goes, if men don't have a way to deal with their testosterone, it would be the end of the world. Absolutely. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, but like, and that's why and that's why men like to do like stupid, crazy things like get on jet skis and try to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and like, I, but like, I think like for me, I told my sister, I was like, I. I you can wear whatever you want, but that's that is not going to rewire my biology. No, and 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 as a man, it is it is impossible to to see a something <laughs> and think because her argument is this: her argument is like boobs are literally made to feed babies, and I'm like, you're right, they are. But we also live in a culture where boobs have been hypersexualized, and but we, we they're live in also a... sexual though. Like, look at Song yeah. Solomon, dude. Like, holy yeah. freaking <laughs> yeah. And and so like, so like for me, I'm like, yeah, like Kayla, I I agree with you, but you also have to have grace on like, because she gets mad at people at the gym, and I'm like, there's a difference between staring mm. and like. Y- y- I don't know. We walk, we walk a hard line right now. Cause like for me, I, we've talked about this where like, I want to create a gym that is men only. Yeah. Um, because I feel like women should have the right. They should have every reason to work out in what they want to work out in. Yeah. But I'm being very, very ignorant. If I say, man, it's not a distraction for me and it is not yeah. a stumbling block for oh, me man. to be in a gym and to have women working out how they want to be. That's great. That doesn't, that's not mutually exclusive to the, the effect that it has on my, on, on me. No, it's and not so like, and it's I, putting ourselves in a place of like danger. Like, I mean, to recognize our own spiritual warfare that's going on. And I'm just lucky. I have a, my dad's a fitness trainer. He has a personal fitness gym that I can, I can go to whenever they're that's not cool. training someone and work out alone. And, That's cool. and I appreciate it because I mean, I do, I work from a coffee shop every Thursday. I just sit down at a table, put my Bible on the corner and it's in my community. Yeah. And so I see like 15, 20 people 
while I'm just sitting there doing it. I get to, I get to love on people and see people. I love it, but it's become really hard specifically this summer because I'm like, I'm finding myself having to keep my eyes down and focused on the screen because dude, it's shocking what people are just wearing normally in public. And and I yeah. want to be respectful of the people that are in front of me. Like, I don't want to dishonor them or God, more importantly, by yeah. doing that. But it's really hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I this is like a hard, <laughs> Jess and I talked about this. We spent the last week in San Diego and her and I, she and I are very transparent with each other um, around, I mean, sh- struggles like this, stuff like this, mm. it's just in general stuff that. Um, we don't want to create any kind of lasting toxicity or like resentment. So we just talk about it. And, um, and so she's like, how are you doing this week? Cause Sandy mission beach is like, man, it's just the amount of times that Jess will look at me and go, did you see? And I was like, yeah, I saw like, yeah, I'm bummed that I saw, yeah, but yeah. like, Frick. but like I, I saw and like, she goes, how are you doing? I was like, honestly, babe, like, I it is crazy to me because a bathing suit is a bathing suit. But, like, I think what we talked about was it's what's hard is, like, the enemy has created these these fail-safes or, like, these, like, loot. Like, you can't talk about the struggle of a man of lust, which is a – sin without being called a perv without being called gross without being and like in like so men don't talk about it they just they just wrestle it and by themselves and like and i would rather like because jess and i talked about this where i was like there's like you get and this again is the normalization like you get normalized to like a bathing suit is a bathing suit but then there's like the higher frequency of women and men who are wearing things that you're like what are you wearing? Does that man? even count? Like, does that like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, and like, how are you not like, did you decide to put clothes on when you walked out this morning? I think mm-hmm. you forgot clothes. Yeah. Um, and, and I would be interested to know the physical response within a man that once that like is triggered, like, cause then your brain goes down these paths of like, I've talked about it before on my podcast where your brain, it's the, uh, something recollection system it's essentially the idea of like when you see when you want to buy a ford escape you don't notice it until you want to buy a ford escape yeah i remember that everywhere yeah. yeah yep it's that thing of like when your brain gets triggered by something that might be sexual all of a sudden everything you notice is everything everything <laughs> you notice and and even talking about this right now is giving me like like a little bit of like jittery like anxiety because like we don't talk about this and it's making Mm -hmm. like i'm trying so hard to walk this line of like honoring my wife but also talking about the reality of like what men today in our society walk in um because it's not and i feeling i have to feel like i have to make these balancing statements it's not easy (laughs) it's not and i i already hear people being like man it's just their bodies it's women's bodies and like you're right and the lord created them to be beautiful and to be admired oh yeah but also (laughs) there is a line that 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 as a man it is our responsibility to not cross um and it it is is harder and harder to not cross that line yeah and it may like I don't know. I've, I've heard a lot. It's just unfair, right? It's unfair. Yeah. 
it is unfair. It totally is. Sin is unfair. The position that sin puts us in is unfair. And that, guess yeah. what? It was unfair what happened to Jesus. Like it, truthfully. And, and I know yeah. it, it may feel like I'm comparing two very different things, but the truth of it is we as Christians should not be looking at sin and going, okay, how can I like are things that people struggle with and say, how can I get away with doing this? But instead recognize the sin they're struggling with and say, all right, I'm going to try my best under what I can handle and what I can do to help them with that, to support them. I mean, I have, I have yeah. wardrobe guidelines for my worship team that I'm pretty strict on. We've had to send someone home uh, because of it wow. where it's like, I like, this is, this is, a, we, we want to be aware of the spiritual battle happening in every person. Yeah. It's very real. And, and it's not like, it's not like it doesn't exist in the church. It's not like it doesn't exist yeah. on Sunday mornings. It is, a, it, it's actually the most dangerous ground. And for a lot of people sometimes, because once you start opening your heart to the Lord, like the devil wants to get in as fast as possible. And so it's just, it, yeah, it's a, it's a touchy, touchy subject that is unfair, but I don't think unfair justifies not doing something about it. No, no. And, and I think that when you talk about it and when you think about, again, back to this fail safe is like, it has been so normalized. It has been one of those things where showing a lot of skin is normal, showing a lot of like an acting man. Oh, I wanted to throw up. I wanted to throw up. I was walking on the beach and there were these three women and a, like a 10 year old little girl and the little girl's in this bathing suit and her parent or her mom and maybe her mom's friends were having her pose in these ways on like this boogie board that I literally, I like, Oh dude, I wanted to cry. I was like, mm. I was like, you are teaching this little girl that cause you're going to put this on Instagram and Instagram. I'm so glad that you're off of it. I'm off of it. Yeah. Um, I'm off of everything. Uh, I keep my LinkedIn in case one day my bosses decide to fire me. Um, <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I keep, I, I like, I, I don't, I don't, I have all the accounts. I just don't go on them. I actually mm. just went through and blocked them all with screen record. She, I blocked hers and she blocked mine. We're not on social media. We can't get on them. That's amazing. Um, unless I went on your phone and tried to log on to my Instagram from your phone. Yeah. Um, but Man, this little girl is going to go post pictures of her in a bikini posing promiscuously on her Instagram because mm. that's normal. And her parents are going to believe that there are not 45-year-old men out there, 23-year-old yeah. men, 18-year-old men, 15-year-old boys looking at those pictures and not being innocent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we since we live in a culture where everything is sexualized um, – I, a lot of people hate this phrase and I get why, but the truth is it is a slippery slope and we know yeah. the science behind specifically watching pornography that yeah. you get desensitized to things. And so you go for tougher, harder things that you like more intense. And that's just what happens. To it's a natural, dopamine. exactly. And so we, what we're doing is, I mean, man, uh, and this goes, I think this goes for men and for women, but I think we need to keep in mind, like, dude, everyone has a sexual value and that's amazing. And that God, it's God given and that is to yeah. be honored. And it, there is value in that. Um, but what we're doing is we are making ourselves our sexual value. Like we are, mm. we are making ourselves purely what we can give sexually and mm. how we can look and those things. And that's evil. 
Like that, that is totally yeah. distracting us from the heart of God. And, and we're allowing other people to fall into traps as well because of it. Mm. It's just mm. sad. Yeah. And I think these, this kind of language of like evil and spiritual yeah. warfare and a spirit of like, there is a spirit of man. There are, I, I would say lust. There's a spirit of like, when I walk into, I, I don't know if it'd be pride. When I get off the plane in San Diego, I am like super aware of how I look all of a sudden because mm. everyone else around me looks good. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't look like that guy, man. I don't look like that guy. Like, so there's all of a sudden this in, like spirit of insecurity or this creation of, in, and I think that in the Western church or just in church in general that the enemy i am so much right now into trying to identify the tools there's a bible verse man where if i could flip through my notes without making a whole bunch of noise there is a verse in the bible that basically talks about how as christians our job is to expose and to talk about those tools of the enemy mm. um and I'm on this big kick of being like, man, this is a tool that he uses. And if we don't talk about it, he's using it freely. Yeah. And and this is one of them where like even the language and the vocabulary vocabulary that we use is being watered down and filtered yeah. to, to fit. Like I want to be able to say that is evil. And if I say, man, that's evil, you look at me like, dude, come on, evil, seriously? Yeah, right? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it is evil. Like it is, and like, yeah, and there are demons and it, it is spiritual warfare that we are in. And spiritual warfare, people are like, oh man, I'm really getting tempted by so-and-so. And that's the depth that they want to go. But I'm like, who yeah, do you think right? you're being tempted by? Holy cow, seriously, like, who's planting like, the seed? Like who's planting the seed? It's not just there. There are demons and there are spirits and like read the Bible and like people are possessed that happens mm. like it is and and the bible is so you either believe in like all of the bible in its entirety or you don't believe in it and so if it is a hundred percent true then there are in the bible it is not it is not poetic it is not like hypothetical it is demons being cast out of people mm. and like that happens yeah <laughs> um and so i don't care if you declare that spooky or kooky or like out there you're choosing, you're choosing to be ignorant to the reality of the world that you live in. And if you are, are not listening to that, if you're not paying attention to the spiritual warfare, you are just freely being manipulated, freely being oppressed. Mm. And you don't have to, the, the, the blood no, of the cross or the My blood goodness. of the Lord, like by his stripes, like you are like free of that. Mm. Um, and so that's what he died for. <laughs> and he yeah. has the keys to death in his hand. And like you have spiritual authority over anything that like any depressive, any depressive spirit, any yeah. spirit of anxiety, any spirit of self-hate, any spirit of suicidal thoughts, any of those. <laughs> and yeah. You keep listening. It's like you can claim that authority. And, I, and coming from someone who's experienced every single one of the ones that I just listed, it sounds really hard to be like, yeah, but dude, you don't get it. No, I do. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I do. Uh, and I still today forget to claim that authority, but it's mm. there, man. It is. Um, it, it, for me, I think the hardest part about even that whole conversation of, I, I mean, I think, man, 
<laughs> there is evil spirit around us constantly. And yeah. that is a very real thing. For me, I, I have a hard time talking about that sometimes because I feel like we have these two extremes in the church where you have the people that say, no, nothing spiritual is going on. There's no one, there's no one possessed. There's that was old Testament stuff. doesn't happen now. Old Testament, and, yeah. and then you have the other people who are like, I missed my train. The devil's trying to get me. And you're like, Oh, yeah. well, no, we live in like a, I'm in perfect world. Yeah. <laughs> like you, yeah. you took 10 minutes yeah. to grab your shoes. Like, like there's just, <laughs> there's something that I, I feel like we get, we're yeah. in a danger of hyper spiritualizing something or, or not spiritualizing yeah. it enough. And how do you find that middle ground of recognizing who man, there's, there's evil against us and, and acting yeah. against us, but it's not necessarily every bad thing. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, you, you touch on something that I think is so funny. Uh, it's not funny. It's annoying. Um, people people refuse to take authority. Like in our world, they refuse to take responsibility for them for their own actions. Yeah, they try. They they. I think we live in a world where people are convinced that there are not repercussions to sin. Mm. Like they they would be like, "Oh, the cross covers that." No, the cross covers that when you do sin, the Lord can still see you. The cross does not cover the repercussions of what happens when yeah. you sin. If I go and watch a whole bunch of porn and I am married to my wife mm. and I all of a sudden am desensitized to sex, I have this picture of what my wife "quote unquote" should look like that I, I how she should act in the bedroom, how like how things should be in our marital bed. "Quote unquote" There are going to be repercussions to that in my marriage. Like that is going to like my wife is going to be pissed. That's yeah. one repercussion. Like that is like and let alone the spiritual and emotional and like the so like when you say like oh I missed my train. I think that the hard part is is that people refuse to take responsibility for for themselves and then because I hyper spiritual and over spiritual are different I, I struggle mm. with the term over spiritual because I think everything is spiritual. Like there is a spiritual aspect to like the Holy Spirit's involved in everything, right? Yeah. So yeah. um so there there has to be a spiritual aspect to everything. So like even even uh, when it when you come down to like man as we're talking I'm like okay, I'm I'm late to something. I missed my train. The devil's not out to get you, but you might not be bearing the fruit of discipline of the Holy Spirit where yeah. or self-control where you are. So it is spiritual. It is not a demonic attack on you. It is a lack. Of, it is a lack of spiritual discipline of showing the fruit of self-control. And you decided to watch an extra episode of Netflix. Yeah, that's on you, bro. Um, and and so. I, I just wish we could normalize, like you're saying, like, you know, what's hard to talk about in front of people recently for me, not hard. There is a, a wall I have to push through. Like mm. one of those, like one of those where like, I hesitate to say it. And then it's like, oh, I have to say it like, um, but like even just talking about the Holy spirit, mm. like when I talk about this podcast Man. with people who I don't know are believers, this podcast was birthed out of the Holy Spirit, like in my quiet time, challenged me with the idea of, do you think you're the only man that deals with shame? And then I like had this conversation with the Holy Spirit, who is a being, um, and said, I think a hundred out of a hundred would say yes. Mm -hmm. And he responded and said, um, 
you're unemployed. Go, go find out. <laughs> so I, I went and had a hundred conversations. When I tell that story to non-believers, I say in my quiet time, I was prompted with the question. And like, I have to yeah. repent of that to the Lord. Like, Lord, I'm sorry that I was like, like embarrassed to say your name or like ashamed to say your name because I don't know how a non-believer is going to take, Oh, you listen to a Holy spirit. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but like when I tell this podcast, I say, man, because I don't, the, the, the language of spiritual and warfare and like is kooky to people. Yeah. There are churches who oh, don't think teach the Holy spirit. Dude, people, the there are churches God. who <laughs> Francis Chan changed yeah. my life, dude. dude I read that. I, and I so literally, much. I read that book in college and was like, Holy spirit. There's a quote that he says, if you were to put someone on an Island who's never read the Bible before and said, read this book and tell me who the three main characters are, he would list Holy spirit. Number one. But, and I'm like, man, I was raised in a church where I literally did not know that the Holy Spirit existed until mm. college. Yeah. It's not talked about. I mean, I even like, I had a Sunday morning where the Lord really, I mean, man, he really poked my heart <laughs> and he was like, dude, yeah. I need you to, I need you to talk about the spirit of God in this place. I need you to talk about that. And so I, between songs, I, I had a moment where I just decided to talk about that and, and call it out as it is and say, there is, we like to say, Lord, we like Holy spirit. We invite you into the, pl this place, the spirits here, the spirits with us already. And, yeah. and, and it is not wrong of us to expect the Holy spirit to move. That's not to say that if someone does not get healed and if someone is not more like, no, that's not what that means. But we can expect the Holy Spirit to move because he's promised to. And it is just this, it's such, it's this hard thing that we just, we don't talk about. We, we can't, I mean, I, I think it's so hard because you don't have these, man, I don't know. I feel like you, you, you have stories that are just plain, like, Hey, Jesus did this and this and this God did this and this and this. And while we have a lot of scripture talking about the Holy Spirit, because we don't see it as a being, we've just forgotten it. We've forgotten yeah. the movement in it and what it did. And I just, man, I'm with you right there. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I'd love for you. You said something off mic. Well, in the mic, off the recording, um, <laughs> that I, it registered, um, for me because it's something that I, my wife and I talk about a lot is the, like the way that you worship and how you can make everything worshipful mm. um, and that you just preached a message to your church on worship. Yeah. Um, that is something that my wife and her team are trying so hard to do at mm. our church is to create a culture of vertical worship Yeah. where it is, we're not on stage to entertain you. Mm. We're on stage to bless the Lord and where we are going to teach you through our worship how you can stand in the in the pews or in the chairs off the stage and you can bless the Lord too. Mm. Um, and so I would love for you to talk a little bit about if you could give me like a summary of your message, if you could give me a little bit of like, as you're teaching your congregation how to create and to cultivate a culture of worship, what are some of the things that you're teaching them? What are some mm. of the things that you're, because men shockingly you have to hear the sarcasm dripping <laughs> they don't know how to worship we stand in the front row with our hands in our pockets with this smug look of i'm not going to show any sort of vulnerability mm. um 
And I'm not going to look silly in front of my friends. My wife can hold her hands up. That's great. That's not for me. Mm. Man. No. No. So, so let's, I would love for you to take a second to talk a little bit about worship culture in your church and how you are teaching. Yeah. I, uh, I started, I think, in order to understand everything, like we need to go to the very beginning. And that's what I did in my message. I went to Genesis. I went to um, chapter 1, verse 24, 27. One of the two, where God gives his commandment to Adam, but he call, like he creates everything, calls it good, creates man, image bearer of the yeah. Father, in and of itself worship right there, that he is the yeah. first one to resemble God. Um, mm-hmm. Very good. And so... We look through the garden, we look what happens that God has given responsibility to his creation, and his creation responded from that by ascribing worth to God. And so we, we can recognize from the creation that we were created for it. Like, that was our purpose, is to worship. That's it. Like, that is our yeah. only purpose, is to worship God. And not to say everything else is a waste of time, but if we are not constantly trying to be in a place of that, I say this as a very guilty man of not doing this. Uh, if we're not constantly trying to put our life in a place of worship, what are we doing, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have to break down this idea that worship is just music. Worship can be music, right? It can be, but it is not in and of itself worship. Music isn't. And to worship is to ascribe worth, power, and praise to God. And so when we have that perspective of things and we're living in a state of worship, I, I, I touched on Psalm 20 and Psalm 21. And in Psalm 20, David's going through a battle and he's super unsure and he's leading the nation of Israel. And his prayer, instead of, instead of worrying about it, and there was worry for sure, but his prayer is actually protection over his men. And he, you see in verse six that he chooses to worship God that he ascribes worth to God in the midst of it before he sees anything. And in Psalm 21, that's when he's won the battle and he still decides to worship God. And so it's this contrast of like, what, what, what do we put our trust in when things are going wrong, when things are going really well, what do we put our trust in and how, what is our response to those good things? Because in the Valley, we can try and tough it out. We can try to separate ourselves from people and want to get through it on our own and forget to worship God in the valley parts of it. I used mm-hmm. valley and mountaintop of language. Um, yeah. But And then in, in the mountaintops, we can get caught up with good things and forget to worship God still. And so it's this breaking the separation and breaking this idea that worship is the thing that we do before the message starts uh, or the thing that happens if the message is good enough. That, that will come back up and we'll do it. It's not that. And it can be, and we see it all throughout scripture, that we are called to worship with Psalms. I mean, Paul in Colossians says it while he's in prison to do that. And we, that, that is, man, I think it's one of the most beautiful things, actually, that hmm. I truly believe every church should have is musical worship. Um, but worship in and of itself, like our, our musical worship and how we do that should be out of an overflow of what happens during the week. Right. It should be, it should be that overflow. Like we are, we shouldn't be worried about, do we look silly? Our hands held high, right? Those things. And I had that conversation with my dad because I mean, he grew up Methodist church, you know, super strict. Don't raise your hands. Don't sing too loudly. He, for uh, most of my life stood there, hands in pockets, like mouthing the words a little bit. We had a conversation one night that got way 
too intense and I dealt with <laughs> very wrong, <laughs> uh, very, very wrong. And, but, but the, the conversation was, it doesn't matter how you like, you'll feel, you'll, you'll hear a lot of, man, this is just how I worship. And as much as I want to say, yes, like that, 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 that can be the case. Every situation that we see in scripture where you were set in front of the presence of God, the only proper posture that was taken was getting on your knees. The only proper mm-hmm. posture that was taken was, I mean, Isaiah, Lord, I, <laughs> I don't want to be here. Right. <laughs> Saying like, yeah. this is, I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips. I can't be here. Right. And it was, there yeah. was, there was a, a mental posture. There was a spiritual posture, but there was a physical one too. And mm. it just, yeah, it was a bad conversation. I dealt with it badly. And after that, I had to apologize, all of those things. But I saw a change in my dad, actually, from that point. Mm-hmm. By the movement of the Holy Spirit, I saw my dad raise his hands during worship for one of the first times. And I just started bawling in the middle of, of singing, yeah. I don't know, probably Glorious Day or something. But like, <laughs> super high energy. I did, I did like, I was crying because I was like, man, my family's seeing that. Like, my little brother, Lyric, he's a, a copy, carbon copy of me, just better looking and better hair too. <laughs> and he's nine years old. Um, and, yeah. and he, every Sunday he's up front, he's hands raised. He's singing. You There's can hear him from the back yeah. of the room, but, but yeah. to see the rest of my family, see my dad worship brought me mm. to such an emotional place. Cause I was like, man, they're seeing my dad take a posture of humility. My dad's a fitness guy. He's muscular dude, right? Like big yeah. guy. Yeah. And, and, tough the sweetest person you'll ever meet in your whole life but to see that posture taken by a strong man right was was powerful was so powerful and so to to tear down these ideas that that it's just music to tear down that that's like we start worshiping when the music starts it's not true we start what we're worshiping throughout the whole week and when music comes out it is an expression of worship and it's an opportunity even more to thank God as a congregation, right? The saints yeah. gather together to together praise the Lord. I mean, scripture talks about, right? We, we are, we are like, a, we are a temple of, of God. And, and yeah. the context, even when it's talked about is not just us as an individual, but a gathering. We each yeah. make different stones. We are, we are part of one temple, Christ being the cornerstone. And so when that happens, there's a different level of the Holy spirit that comes in that, Man, there, when, when you have a room full of people that are declaring the truth and the glory of God, how is God not supposed to move there? Yeah. Yeah. And what you're saying is like you enter the gates with, with pray, uh, thanks and praise. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, praise and thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. Like if everybody is because I think so often. I don't know, man. I'm I'm being taught. I love what you're saying. Like everyone's a different stone, man. I'm getting literally next Friday, an entire sleeve of a tattoo. Uh, well, I'm either gonna finish my Lucky. forearm. I'm, gonna, I'm either gonna finish my forearm or I'm gonna do my calves. Come um, on, calf. But I can't decide yet. I need it. But it's all gonna be around. It's literally it's an Anthony Aguayo um, design that he did. Um, reworked to fit my life, but. It's the idea that it's all worship mm-hmm. and it's a hand holding a podcast mic. It's a hand holding a baby. Bottle. Yeah. It's a hand holding a, a spatula, a hand it. holding, uh, like a, like, uh, you like a barber's like clippers. Um, it's a hand holding a pen. And I'm like, man, so, so often we have decided I'm married to a worship leader. 
Mm. And so I've always been on this struggle of like, if it's not sung, it's not worship. Mm. My my writing is not worship. I write long form writing. There's no glory in the world for, for unless you're like this J.K. Rowling, um, Harry Potter writer. Yeah. Nobody cares about long form writing, no. and that is a lie from the enemy. Like no. like that is worship, and like no I love what you're saying because like like for you you do worship and, and, and you're teaching your congregation that is your dad, man. I saw, cause that is generational, man. That is something, mm-hmm. like you said, your dad was raised that way. Yeah. I, I turned around at one of our campuses. Um, my wife was at a different campus than we normally are at. And there was this guy in his forties, fifties standing with his arms crossed, just looked like pissed to be there. Mm. And I'm like, and I looked two seats over and his teenage son was arms crossed, looked pissed to be there. And I was like, man, you are setting an example. And like, as men, that's what I'm so passionate about is like, that can be broken. Like that is like what you're doing is so important because mm-hmm. you're teaching, you're teaching men to worship because you're like, like, you're right. It is praise and thanksgiving and we enter his gates through praise and thanksgiving. And so I think so often we go into worship and we're like, there's a, I would listen if you listen to my if you read my Substack, which if you don't listen to read my should. Mitch Parsons dot Substack. Oh, thank you. So good. Um, Mitch Parsons dot Substack dot com. Um, but I talk about Mercy Culture Church all the time, and the the pastor said something. He says it in there like who we are type video. He goes, we are a church like as we as people have made church about either the prodigals or it's a disciple church. He goes, and that's just wrong. He goes, church is about God yeah. and blessing the Lord. Come on. We have we have twisted it to where church is not about people, man. Mm. Church is not about people. It is about praising God. So when people come in and they're like, man, the worship wasn't great. Um, or you come in and you're and and there are times when you are at the foot of the Lord and you are weeping in worship. You're like, God, mm. show up, show up. But like worship is like God, you are so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like on. we have to, we have to reframe it to like, even in, even in my worship, man, like in the mountains that you talked about and in the valleys, like, yes, God, you are so good. You are so, so good. You brought me to this place. And then also when you're in the valleys, like, God, you are so, so good. Yeah. And I'm hurting so, so, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Like I need you to be with me. Because he doesn't always promise to take you right out of it. No. Like sometimes you have to sit in that valley, but he is yeah. so good. And that's that that he will make it so that you can endure. Mm. Like we are not, pro- we are promised that there will be troubles in this world. And like worship is the weapon to get through it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you sit and sing. Because there are times, man, when I was in the depths of it, I'm talking like praying to the Lord, do not wake me up in the morning. Mm. Um, like some of the most creative expressions that I've ever, ever created were in those moments of worship where I was like, God, I'm going to write some stuff and it's going to be really honest mm. and I'm going, and it is a prayer. Yeah. And then I look back at it today. I'm getting teary now. I look back at it today and I'm like, I don't know how I wrote that. Mm. That was like, but it was worship, man. It yeah. was like, Oh man. And, and and it was it's and honesty, it was Lord, man. it's honesty and it's and it's and what it is is like that's exactly what it is is it's honesty of like like you are you are 
confessing to the Lord how good he is despite the circumstances. Mm. You are confessing full surrender. That is worship, man. There are times I remember I was sitting holding my daughter. Um, and this is why I'm getting a I'm getting a literal baby bottle tattooed on me. I'm getting mm. I'm getting a a hand that's gonna be holding a sunflower, which is my wife's favorite flower, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be um, like it's gonna be a memorial type thing to her, where it's she's not dead, but it's like a, it's like a, 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 a it's a tribute. That's the word I want to her because that is worship. How I how I how I am a husband is how I worship. Mm. And like I was sitting holding a baby bottle one night, and I'm like, it was like two in the morning. I my wife was on tour. I'm rocking this baby that I love so much, but I'm so mad at because she won't go to sleep. And I'm like, mm. God. This can't be it. This can't be it for me. That my job is to stay home. Like you have given me so much more. I know that you have. Yeah. And and you have given me so much more. I know it. I'm not saying that pridefully. I'm saying that confidently that you have given me giftings. Mm. God, what is going on? And he, again, I've never heard the, vo- the audible voice of God. Maybe I have and I haven't recognized it. But it was a conversation with the Lord where he was like, if you were to just be really good, at being a dad and a husband for the rest of your life, would that be enough? Mm. And my worship in that was saying, yes, Lord, I trust you that if that's, that is the, then that is a, the greatest thing that I will ever do in my life. Your simple existence gonna, confirms that. Uh, the, yeah. And I am going to worship you for that. So like, mm. thank you, God, that you gave me a baby. Thank you, God, that you gave me a wife to give me a baby. Thank you, God, that you gave me my wife. Yeah. Like, like, um, and so I wish, and I love that you are, there are people like you out there teaching people that worship doesn't just, ha- and you're the one singing, you're the songbird. Yeah. Like you're the one. <laughs> if you want to call it singing. singing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude. And I mean, so I mean th- look at James, right? James uh, chapter one, right? Count it blessings when you go through trials. Like that's trials. Yeah. That's endurance. That is. And what if we yeah. took that posture? What if, what if we approach things and don't get me wrong. It is easier said than done. Way easier. I mean, God put me to a point one time in my life where for a, I mean, it was the only slight bit of relationship experience that I've ever had and it did not end well and put me into super suicidal place and super depressive place where, I mean, I've just recently started getting, I think, healed back to myself, back to who Hmm. God created me from it. But, um, being in a position there where I was literally in my head, it was kill myself or completely follow the Lord. Those are the only two options. That's it. Because yeah. if I'm not going to do one, why not do the other? There's no, there's no purpose yeah. in not. And ha- and and so I understand that like low of I'm driving down the road. There's a brick building right there, and I'm turning the wheel, right? And I'm starting yeah. like I'm starting to go towards it. That low, there's uh, it, it's almost undescribable. But mm-hmm. I also recognize my lack of going to this, going to scripture. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't rooted in scripture every morning. I was sulking. I was, I was allowing myself to sit in it. And, and though this is such, it is so complicated and it is so hard. The truth of it is God's spirit has promised to redeem us, to redeem us. Mm. And our, and I said this on uh, um, this past Sunday, our present circumstances do not change the faithfulness of God. They don't. Mm. 
they don't do it. And so no matter where we are, God is still as good as he was when it was our mountaintop. When we were at the best time in our lives, he's still equally worthy of praise. And if we can look at this as, man, I'm being tested. Like I'm going to come out on the other end ready for something else that the Lord has me going through. If, I mean, if you knew that, if you knew what God had on the other side of you, you would be trying your absolute hardest to spend as much time in the word as you could. And so our yeah. lives should be worshiped. That should be it. We should count these things, though very difficult, as blessings because it gives us yeah. a chance to rely on God in a way we never have before. Yeah. Some of the most intimate times the Lord have been in complete desperation. Mm. Like, if you think about, like, and maybe you have an experience that sounds like you have, but, like, I often talk about, like, I wish I could go back to the six months that I was unemployed and not able to mm. pay rent. And because I was on my hands and knees every morning weeping, literal, my wife Absolutely. would wake up, my wife would wake up and come out to me just face down on the ground, like praying and crying and like not crying and like, but like, just like weeping to the Lord. Like yeah. why? But he was right there. Right he there, was like, man. Turn around, dude, he right? He was seriously oh. like sitting next to me, rubbing my back as I'm wheezing. Like, you can't, you, I, I think the closest thing that you can replicate that is dreaming. Like mm. there's desperate. And like, and I think that that's why Joseph was like so intimate with the Lord. Like he was a dreamer mm. and like, like, because dreaming puts yourself like, look at what happened to him. He took a step out and he told his brothers his crazy dream. And he was like thrown in a pit, sold to slavery, yeah. made, like, like made like everything, like and then tried some. everything. Yeah. And in that moment, it was like, wow, God has to show up. Otherwise this dream that you gave me is I like, like to me, mm. it's when you dream, like you take a step out and you're like, God, I'm either going to look really silly or you're going to have to show up mm -hmm. because like this dream was given to me by you. So if I take a step on this dream, better catch me, dude. Cause yeah. here I go. <laughs> like, and Seriously. that's the closest, that's the closest I think I've, that I can get to other than utter desperation. Um, and I think that's why the Lord honors dreamers so much and loves dreamers because it's it's one of those things where you take it out of your hands and you give it to him. Totally. Um, yeah. But, man, we are at 59 minutes. And that's not including my cool intro that I'm going to put uh, – that I have Ooh. saved to my desktop that I'm going to throw right into my pro my premiere. Um, Kaden, is there anything else um, on your heart that you feel – Man, because I don't care about the time. I just try to keep it around this. So, like, don't don't worry about that. Um, that's just when I start to land the plane. But the sometimes you pull up to the airport and there's way too many planes on the runway, so you got to run in circles around the airport yeah, for a right. while. You know, like sit in the plane um, for a little bit. Yeah. Sit in the plane for a little bit. Um, and and make the person who has to now drive laps through the terminal to pick you up just so angry because they're like, you said you landed at seven twenty. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> um, but um, is there anything on your heart that the Lord? And if there's not, it's okay. That the Lord is just like, hey, don't get off without saying this. Mm. Man, I think I'll. I, I think I have a tiny bit left in my testimony, and if I, I'll finish yeah. that, and we'll see what happens. If, if God has something else, then yeah. then hallelujah. And if that's yeah. it, then we'll we'll leave it at that. Amazing. Here we go. Yeah. So, man, around seventeen years old, I uh, 
I was, my family goes to Michigan every year. Um, shout out to Petoskey, Michigan, Charlevoix, <laughs> Boyne, all of those things. But <laughs> I, we go there every year on vacation. It's our favorite place in the world. And yeah. I was walking through the, I was walking through the town and dude, I was just, I was not feeling it. I felt like everyone, and I was 17 years old, so this wasn't actually the case, but I felt like yeah. everyone in my life knew what they were doing and I didn't. Um, yeah. so part of my story, I'm pretty dyslexic <laughs> and, and yeah. that's a pretty big part of my life because I have spent my life hating all things school, hating all things, reading, um, any of that feeling like the dumbest person in every room, uh, and mm -hmm. feeling like it's very clear and very obvious that that's the case. And, and so I'm sitting there going, I can, I can't do anything. I, there's nothing I know how to do. I, I can't, I mean, most dyslexic people can draw and I can't even do a stick figure properly. And so what am I supposed to do here? And man, from that point through different people I talked to, um, through opportunities at my church that I should not have been given, God made it very clear that I need to step into worship ministry. Um, mm. And I mean, even experiences with prophets, which my family were very careful of because there's prophets, but there are also false prophets. And we, there needs to be a lot of prayer surrounding something like that. And hearing things like that, that I mean, through legit, my whole family and extended family praying over something, we walked away going, that was like, we truly, wow. we, we truly believe that everything was of the mm. Lord. Everything was blessing. Nothing was against in any fashion in yeah. name of Jesus, man. And so yeah. through so, but, but not even just that so many different things, I started doing worship ministry and mm. I got the awesome opportunity to start um, interning at my church. I was trying to figure out what I was doing for the next year after that, trying to figure out what I was doing for school day. I had to decide or week that I had to decide the worship pastor at the time came up to me and was like, Hey, I'd love to do a mentorship with you. I did that for wow. a year and a half, which led into me having this job, um, that I'm wow. at currently that I've been out for two and a half years now. And wow. in the midst of this, God humblingly a lot. Um, I, I referenced a, sort of kind of relationship experience that I've had. I've yeah. never been someone that's cared about that much. To, if I'm going to be totally honest with you, it's like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I could date someone, but like, why? <laughs> like, yeah. what's the purpose? I'm, I mean, especially then, right. I'm 18, 19 years old. Like that yeah. sounds really stupid. <laughs> like, I could be doing a lot more things than just that. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I, uh, I, but I was, I was in that position and, and didn't end well. And, yeah. and I found the Lord humbling me in ways I didn't know I needed to be humbled. Um, mm -hmm. I referenced being kind of the helper friend and he, yeah. he revealed a lot of pride in my life. He revealed mm -hmm. me pointing to myself and saying, Hey, you did it. That was you like you good job. You're, you're wise. God gave you wisdom and now you live wow. with wisdom as opposed to he is constantly every second of every day. Like he is the source of that. If you have any wow. at yeah, all yeah, yeah. and having to humble me for that, having to humble me in the sense of like, man, I, Truthfully, like I was probably the last person that should have gotten my job when I did. <laughs> um, yeah. If there are any tech people out there, I didn't know what an XLR code cord was when I first started my. <laughs> I was like, "What are you? What are you talking about? Like that's yeah." I'll grab the pointy thing and put it in my guitar, and then and then put it into the box there, and that just goes. That just does its thing, and so I didn't know anything. Couldn't do. Couldn't do it all. And it comes out pretty just yeah, after yeah. you plug after, in the plug in and it's it. fine. You don't have to do anything to the audio. It's just natural. And no, not at all. Um, especially with my voice. And so oh, we just, no, we kept having, I, I was, I was humbled like mad 
and and I've been very blessed that I have some of the most dedicated volunteers I've ever seen in my life that hmm. multiple people that serve every week. Um, shout out to Dave and Megan. Um, shout out to my brothers, Jared and Kiernan, who are on the worship team every week. Jared mixes for us most weeks, produces, wow. plays bass. Kiernan plays drums for us every week. Um, wow. and, and, and on top of that, way more other people that are just, man, give, give up so much time to, to do it. And, and I was humbled because I was like, I don't, I actually don't know how to do this. And I need other, I need to ask for help now. I'm the leader and I need to ask for help. And so man, God just did so much work in me going through that depressive state, that suicidal state coming out of it and recognizing that I am wasting my time. If I am not spending my time trying to grow closer to God, there's nothing like that's it. My life needs to be a constant worship and adoration of him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) Yeah. And like, Man, you are you're you're speaking my language because right now it's called the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never thought that the fear of the Lord. I always thought it was like trembling in my boots, I'm afraid of the Lord. Well, that yeah. is like a real thing in the Bible too, because yeah. like, um, scary dude. <laughs> God is God is he can be he. I mean, he's slow to anger, but when he's angry, um. Ooh. <laughs> by Sodom, by Gomorrah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, um, but the fear of the Lord is is less a trembling in the boots and a more of a fear of being outside of His presence because you realize how good being in His presence is. You have a fear of doing anything that will grieve the Spirit to where you will not experience Him fully. And like what you're saying is like. Everything in your life should be to to bless the Lord and to be with the Lord. Mm. And if it doesn't do that, subtract it because Take you're it subtracting you're subtracting from yourself by keeping it. Yeah. So you can either like subtract the thing that is that is grieving the spirit, and sometimes that's gonna hurt. That is confession. Mm. Um, that sucks a lot of times. Most of the time, that sucks. Um, but if it's grieving the spirit, it is worth it mm-hmm. <laughs> because a t- time spent with the spirit. And so I say it, it, it resonates because right now Jess and I are at a point in our life where we are like, just give me more of the spirit. That's all mm-hmm. I want. I don't care what it takes. Give me more. If that means, man, we are being so intentional in what we consume. I can't listen to my rap music anymore. I can't <laughs> listen to Tupac. I can't watch TV because, <laughs> because I watch, like, I watch these things. I listen to worship while I work out. Do you know how hard it is to squat to Yeshua? Are you kidding me? Go to, go to get some rattle. This is the sound. Like, Come on. Dude, no, I I listen to Fear Go by Mercy Culture on okay, repeat yeah. because because it's at least some upbeat. But like, dude, Egypt the, the, by Corey Asbury. Once it yeah. hits that bridge, you're like, dude, I was running today and I wouldn't I wouldn't do a full sprint. <laughs> once it we hit need, that, we need to create. Let's make, dude. Let's can let's work on a, a playlist together where we can create it and we'll share it with with my people. But I I need a, a playlist because sorry to all the rappers out there that. Like Christian rap can still be so bad. I'm sorry. I just yeah. I haven't found anything that I love. And and maybe there is stuff out there, I'm sure. But I say all that. Like we are in this place where like, man, I used to love like Tom Segura co- comedy. Now he Dude. says stuff and I'm like, I'm like, 
Oh, that bro. is that is my weak point. I I love Tom Segura in so many ways, he, and it's so hard not to listen to him. <laughs> he says stuff, dude. Okay, so I, this is the extent that my wife and I are fans. We my my birthday present last year. Uh, some of our best friends, our best friends, called and like, hey, we got we got you uh, Tom Segura tickets for your birthday, and we were like, dude, we've already told he was going to come to Denver. We're like, dude, we told you. We can't go. My wife is a pastor at this church. And first of all, that should be the first sign that you can't go somewhere because you're a pastor and you don't want to be seen that you're there. Um, And because the stuff he says, Lord, there's a reason I can't watch anymore. But they go, they go, that's fine. We're not going to Denver. We're going in Hawaii. And I said, excuse me. They're like, you figure out how to get there. We got tickets to on New Year's Eve to go to Tom Segura in Honolulu. I was like, what? And luckily, I have like so many hundreds of thousands of Southwest points that like we went for free. That's great to know. But like, yeah, yeah. Um, I if you ever want, I can just send. I you can't send them. You can't transfer them. I've tried because like I'm like, man, that's a great gift. I'm gonna send it to my brother. And yeah. Then be like, hey, there's a flight somewhere, but you can't transfer them. But we went and saw him in Hawaii. Now, like that stuff, like grieves the I, the lord has made me so sensitive to the things that grieve mm. his spirit that i'm like mm. man i want to be with you all the time dude i do right i don't and it, none of this stuff that separates us dude you're speaking my language it, it's like none of this stuff is like worth it but also my flesh craves it i want to listen to pastor troy say so you want war? Here we go. Here we go. There's a song. It's a rap song that I literally get so hyped to. Or uh-huh. X gonna give it to you. He gonna <laughs> give it to you. And I'm like, I'm like, I can lift some weight to that stuff. I cannot lift my. I cannot lift weight to Brooke Lidgetwood singing communion. I would love to, but I just can't. I just can't do and it. So, <laughs> my my so, my flesh craves Seinfeld every night. So <laughs> I, that's just it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the thing is, is like, there's no shame. In and like, but like, even like the, like you said, the, the movies that we watch, Jess and I just have stopped watching TV. Mm. Like we, and it sucks cause we like TV, but like the TV that we watch is just not good. Mm. And it's a real bummer. It's a bummer in this fact that like, it's a blessing is what it is, but it's a bummer because I don't, I can't, I don't. My, I don't watch the fun stuff anymore, but it's yeah, not right? fun. Come it's on. It's like, 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 I, like, I watched watch Turn New An- Girl on. Uh, dude, I, I watched Anchorman and I was like, this used to be so funny. And now it's just gross to me. Mm. And like, but like, hallelujah, just, honestly, like that, yeah. that, though it sucks, like there are parts of me that's like, shoot. I mean, even going back to our other conversation, like, I, even when it comes to these people doing all of these things, like any sexual things, anything yeah. with relationships, anything with drinking, any like all of that, I've had the mindset multiple times of it sucks and it's unfair that I have to hold to this and they don't because they're ignorant. Like that yeah. sucks. That really like and ignorant not to be hurtful, but like just don't know the spirit yet. Ignorant, right? ignorant has a has a connotation to it because it's it got it's got tied to race where like oh you're an ignorant like. Which it applies there, but ignorance in itself is just a lack of understanding. Less, lack of knowledge, lack of understanding. Yeah. 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 And it and so our flesh feels that, like, shoot, that stinks. But 
man, hallelujah that God has said, has made so clear to you, these are the things that even a little bit take you away from me. It may not be a lot. It may not be, it may not even be listening to Tan Segura, right? (laughs) And whatever it is, but like the fact that we recognize, man, this may not, I may not walk away from this and go, I feel totally separated from God, but I walk away and I feel any slight bit of distance. And if we can separate ourselves from that, glory be to God. Like, hallelujah, man. Yeah. 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 And then there's a reason why sin is tempting. And there's a reason why sin is addicting. It's because it is fun. Dude, like, it's fun. it feels good. It, like, it feels <laughs> let's just good. talk it, about that. Right? It, fe- it feels good. It feels like, like you think of like these fun, here's the thing is like, you think of fun memories in those moments and here's, a, and, and of like, for me, it was always drinking. Um, I stopped drinking. Mm. Um, good for you, man. Cause I know that again, there's like a, the Lord's just doing something in our home, but I, I, I know that I, I know my personality. I have an addictive personality. I drink to get drunk. Not because I like, I don't even like the taste of, I try to pretend like I like whiskey and I mean, I, I, I do, I guess, but I'm not like that guy who's like, Oh, this has been aged for 75 years. Yeah. I'm like, I just don't, I just, just don't like, care. I've been doing I'm, like I'm this, like, like listening to it yeah. to make fun of people because I'm like, I don't get <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I'm like, I like, I'm like, it smells like rubbing alcohol. Great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, Treat a wound. But, but for me, it was more like, is because Jack Daniels get me just as drunk as that whistle pig. Yeah. <laughs> and, in, and in my brain, that's what I was going for. And so mm. I recognized that in myself. And I was like, the Bible doesn't say anything bad about alcohol in terms of like, Jesus mm. did drink wine. It does say over and over again, that drunkenness is a sin. Mm-hmm. And, and it does say that for like, it, it, that I, so no, he doesn't say this. Sorry, it does say drunkenness is a sin. Yep. I had a friend who the Holy Spirit challenged him by saying, "I want you to stop drinking because I want to be the only thing that's intoxifying to you." Mm. And I that print that hit oh, me. Man. That hit me where I was like, "God, God, I I drink because I want to be drunk," and that in itself is choosing to sin blatantly. Mm. Um, it's not one of those accidental, oh, I, I coveted my neighbor. Oh, I lied. Like, it is like, oh, I, my friends are all drinking and I'm larger than them. So I better start pulling tequila to catch up. Like, no. that is, that's not healthy. No. That is not healthy and it's not biblical. And so I, and I don't have the ability just to have one. So I have none. Um, And that's a bummer (laughs) because like i want to i want to go have a margarita with my wife on the patio and eat chips and salsa Mm. i want to go out with the guys and have a beer but i know Mm -hmm. about myself that i can't because i will be the one who has a beer and then i'm like we should all take shots you guys want to do car bombs let's do car bombs (laughs) like we can take an uber home like like oh like or or you have a couch downstairs like can i just crash here like we got childcare. jess and i'll just sleep in your guys's guest room like man, yeah and that's not okay man and that's just me being really honest with y'all that Dude. like i i think that i think that there are times i th- i want to challenge people listening to this introspection is scary introspection and asking the lord to illuminate things it says in psalm i think 139 search me and know me lord um mm. reveal to me all the ways 
People are afraid to pray that prayer. My wife, this is not my revelation. This is my wife's revelation. People mm. are afraid to pray that prayer. Um, it's a combination of the both. We've had a, we had a talk about it. Um, not that it matters. The Lord gave it to us. Um, so, um, anyways, um, search me and know me, Lord. People are afraid to pray that because when the Lord does search you and tells you things that grieve him, you don't want to give it oh, up. Oh, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> you you don't want to hear it. That? <laughs> and you don't, and you don't because you like it. Like I would challenge you pray that prayer because it also it ends with search me and know me, Lord. Mm. So he opens it, search me and know me, Lord. And it ends because after you've done it, I need you to do it again because there's more. Yeah. Um, Come on. And, and so I would love, I would love to challenge because the, this podcast is one thing. It is edifying and it, it, but also I would be, I would be remiss to not take the opportunity to call you higher as someone who like the cool thing about this podcast is a majority of the people that you listen to it. I have had actual interactions with, I've shaken your hand. I've given you a hug. I've talked with you on the phone. Mm. It would be remiss of me to, as someone that I love or care for to not say, Hey, pray that prayer, man, and be mm. obedient to what the Lord asks, because yeah. maybe he doesn't, maybe you are Jesus and your heart is, pure mm. um but the rest of us there's a, <laughs> I, the rest of us out there are not that way mm-hmm. um i mean psalm psalm 19 right may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight lord my rock and my redeemer i mean like may everything everything in yeah. us glorify the lord and and do yeah. that and and i think it's healthy to recognize that things in moderation are good, right? Drinking isn't bad in and of itself. Smoking isn't bad in and of itself. And if it's sin for one, it doesn't necessarily mean it's sin for another. And we need to recognize that, but we also need to be aware of it. And we need to make sure that we're not trying to like cut corners, trying to make sure like, uh, I mean, we do, we do the same thing. People struggle with pornography. It's like, how much do I actually have to get rid of? Like, how much can I keep? Right. Like how much can I get away with having, right. Or you'll hear it a lot in the example of, uh, couples right before they're married like where's the line how far is too far far? and asking that question is already an improper posture of heart that we take i've been there like i know i i get that and we just need to check our hearts and go okay is it really worth it to watch the office before i go to bed every night like is that is that worth the distance that's putting between me and the lord and if it's not even Mm -hmm. a lot of distance it's putting between is that helping my mindset of oh like it's no big deal like it's not a big Mm -hmm. deal but the truth is it is like we've talked about it here like spiritual warfare is a thing and we need to recognize that you know yeah yeah and and as you say like is it worth me watching the office stephanie gretzinger has a line in one of her songs that it says, um, if I gave up the world for you, is it even sacrifice? Mm. Because, and I, you listen to that and you're like, wow, Whoa, man. that, oh, holy cow. Like, <laughs> like, like if I give up the whole world, is that even a sacrifice? Because I get to be with you. So like, it's not really a sacrifice. It's more of just like, if that's a step I have to take. And I mm. think that that's what my, the, I think that that is what my home has decided. And that's what we our our mission right now is i want everyone to to experience because i can't blame you for not putting the value of intimacy with the holy spirit above all else if you truly haven't experienced the holy spirit 
Yeah. Like if, and, and so I want everybody to have this encounter with the Lord that is just like, man, I can't, it's like, that's how you get addicted to things is like, mm. like you, you, you do crack one time and the high is so good that you'll never, ever be able to replicate that high. So you're nope. always trying to chase it in the most opposite way possible. I want you to have an experience with the Holy Spirit that you're like, I want that again. I want, and the thing that's different is that you can have it again. Mm -hmm. Like you can experience him once Hallelujah. and then get the exact same thing the next morning, mm. 15 minutes later, instantly. Dude. There is no limit to the experience with the Holy Spirit, but you have to understand how good it is before you crave it. And so like in my home, we want to like we're talking about it. We're 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 sharing about it. Jess is speaking it from the stage. I'm talking about it here. I'm writing about it. We talk about it to our friends. Jess comes off the stage. She talks about it to the production team. Like it, can't, the Holy Spirit could not be more on our lips because I want you to know Him. Mm. Oh, I want you to know Him. And and it says um, in Psalm. I read it yesterday, so I think that would be 23. No, it's uh, who may enter. Oh, uh, who? Those uh, with clean hands and those with clean hearts. Yeah. Um, Shoot. Oh, here it is. It's. Um, I'll play my dyslexia card for this one. <laughs> I don't know. There's a. Um, it's either it's a psalm of the twenties. It's in the twenties. Um, but it basically says, "Who may enter the? Uh, who may enter the like the presence of the Lord? Those with clean hands and those with clean hearts." And or who can ascend the mountain of God? Those with clean hands and those Psalm with clean 24. Hearts. Psalm 24. Thank There's you, a song Google. about it by Red Rocks Worship. Quick plug. Who can ascend the mountain yeah, of they God? Are, they are bomb, um, man. <laughs> they, I, been, I know them, I think. I've been listening to Be Still. I came out a while ago, but they have like an yeah. acoustic version of it that mm -hmm. I has been wrecking my soul lately. <laughs> the cool thing, the, the cool hard thing. So... It is so hard to watch my wife worship because I end up not worshiping. I just end up admiring her. Mm. And I just, I'm like, I love you so much. Oh. And then I'm like, I'm like, this is great. But I have to like close my eyes and turn around because otherwise I sit and watch her on stage. Mm. And that's so cheesy. But like that, that whole album is vertical, man. But like, okay. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Um, what I was saying was like, that's going to be so loud. <laughs> I just yelled into the mic. Um, um, but uh, who can, who can, who can ascend the mountain of God? I'm sure is referencing like mountain is like, when, like the, like um, Moses, when he went up the mountain, who can ascend the mountain of God, who can go mm. be in the presence of the Lord, those with clean hands and those with clean hearts. How does that happen? Because when I live in a broken world, my hands are dirty the minute I wake up. Mm. The minute I put my feet on the ground, I am bombarded with things that are just making my heart dirty. But the cross, but mm. Jesus, but like mm. I can ascend the mountain of God if I do. But the thing is, is man, I think, and maybe this is biblically or theologically incorrect. And if it is, Lord forgive me but like the cross people i think people take the cross and think that it is an end all be all and it is the victory is won but in in isaiah it talks about how there are promises of the lord that we can miss out on if mm. we are not 
obedient to the Lord. And so for me, we I have work to do. Like it is not a free ride straight to heaven. Mm-mm. Like I mean, yes, yes, it can be. It can be a, like you give your life to the Lord, with you're the going proper to heart heaven. And with the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to heaven. But there are promises that if I am obedient to the Lord and I am walking with the Lord, that I that I am promised. And you can miss out on those. Mm-hmm. And and that t- that takes that takes me being obedient. And so like I would challenge you, Lord search me and know me and I will do the work. Mm. Like I will do the work. And do you know how hard the work is? It says in James, oh no, it says in John, but first surrender it to the Lord mm. and your enemies will flee. Come on. So the work, the work is you setting it down. Yeah. Bro, that's the easiest. If you lift any kind of weights, we do nothing. The dude. Easy, <laughs> like, like the, even as I say, I have work to do. The work is to be obedient and set it down so that he can pick it up. The easiest like, parts about working out <laughs> is to set it down. Yeah. Like man, like like with like I like but pride is the biggest sin. Mm-hmm. Pride is the biggest sin and do you think you can handle it by yourself and the enemy wants you to tell you that you can. News flash, love you all to death, you can't. Nope. I can't. can't do it. cannot. No. And Try so here we, I am, I am, I'm so glad that we went 25 minutes later because that was, this is important. Yeah. This is important, Caden. Um, man, I just, I, I need, I need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. And in a world where the Holy Spirit, how, the enemy is go read screw tape letters and everybody oh, yeah. go read screw tape letters. I wrote in my newsletter that I was going to start podcasting about the screw tape letters and then my life got bonkers. I'm still going to do that. Um, but the enemy is really, really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. So if he can get you to believe that the Holy spirit is weird, you don't get to tap into the power of the Holy spirit. And mm-hmm. let me tell you the power of the Holy spirit, the Holy spirit, like, Oh my God. He is like, there is a reason why Jesus said, I am going to leave and I'm going to leave you with a gift that is better. Yeah. So oh my we, goodness, yeah. we celebrate, we celebrate in church, Jesus so much and rightfully so we talk about him on Easter and Christmas. We celebrate his birth. We celebrate his death. We celebrate his resurrection. The man that we are celebrating says verbatim in the Bible, which we believe to be 100% true that I am leaving you with something better than myself. Mm. <laughs> that there's there like so like what else do you need? Like what are we doing with like what man what man we are but so we're, but we're, we're so quick to invite other spirits into our life, right? <laughs> to that spirit of yeah. that spirit of pride, right? We're that spirit yeah. of of freedom that we believe that we have within sin, but we're mm. not quick to invite the spirit of the whole uh, the holy spirit because it convicts mm. right because who wants to be told they're wrong right no one wants to be told they're wrong the way no. they live is going against something but the truth yeah. is it convicts in i mean it's the classic christian like you know atheists will say man i i don't want to live under rules right all these things but the truth is and and there's truth to it that it's not rules it's actually giving us more freedom than we think we have and so yeah. let's invite that well, Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, it's 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 who are you giving your because I feel like as humans, we are and we are made this way, I believe. Like we can't 
we need to be slave to something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we need to be subservient to something as humans. And for those of people, like you said, like people are like, I don't want to be, religion is like rules. And if you are giving yourself up to any other thing, you're just making yourself a slave to that spirit. Yeah. So like, and that spirit, there's, there, that spirit is, is, lesser than it the lord has dominion over those spirits so you're giving yourself up to the spirit that is that is consuming people through pornography the spirit of alcohol of like drunkenness the spirit of of like all of these things like spirit of homosexuality Mm -hmm. like like you talk about these things and you're like it's not free Uh, the lord like following jesus is not freedom it's not those rules no you're just attaching your chains to something mm. else, bro. It, um, oh, and man. someone else who does not love you, who who is actually seeking to to kill and destroy you, he's leading you to the pit. He's not leading you to eternity uh, in heaven. He's leading you to eternity somewhere else. Like those chains, those shackles that are around your ankles, you're being led somewhere that is not heavenly. Oh, it man. is not heaven bound. And like, I, I think that as we talk about the spirits, um, Jesus has like, God has like a hundred names, right? Not a hundred, but like a lot. So of names. many like, names. Like like uh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah uh, Ness. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna butcher it, but like uh, Yahweh, Yahweh, just to Yeshua, say, like God, Yeshua. That, yeah. Like so, there was a sermon in Mercy Culture. Um, shout out Mercy Culture for the mm. fourth time. Um, that talks about how uh, the seven spirits of God. So like seven, uh, how the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, but there are other. There are other ways that he is referenced in the Bible, and it's the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of might, the fear of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. And that is um, a word that I cannot read in my notes. One other spirit. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) spirit of wisdom, spirit of might. Uh, spirit of knowledge that's not we want the fear okay anyway go to the song fear of the lord um you should be trying out man this is that's pretty good dude, i sing don't. over heritage no 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 i enjoy you having a congregation they would hold you <laughs> i started singing um but i say that like when you align yourself with the holy spirit you're not only getting the holy spirit but you're also getting his hat of might of wisdom, of understanding. Those are, those are the spirits that you're able to call upon, um, as guidance. Mm. Um, and, and it's important. And the enemy does not want you to know that. So he says, Holy Mm. Spirit, he goes, Oh, you you speak in tongues. He goes, you have a prayer, you have a prayer language. You're freaking weird. Like, how do you do that? Like, and I'm like, man, we just need to oppose those lies. And the more people talking about it, the the more important that it is. And I don't know, the more that it like starts to pick up because once you experience the Holy Spirit, man, you can't stop. You can't stop talking about him. Yeah. It really comes down to what we worship. And I mean, worship is ascribing worth. It's ascribing power, praise to someone or something. And it's really easy to do that to something that isn't God. It's very easy to do that, right? If if we are ascribing worth to, I mean, it could be good things, right? To our spouse. It can be to money, which can be a, a really good thing, or to our kids or to sports or um, the gym, right? Or whatever it is that we can ascribe worth to these things and we're made to enjoy them, but we're not made to yeah. worship them. No. And so 
And that's, we, that's yeah. a slippery slope in your words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously. Very slippery slope. The gym and is I'm, slippery for me. I'm like, man, I love dude, it. But there are times when I'm like, I got to take six months off because it's become too much for me. It's become an idol for me. And I got to, I got to mm-hmm. kill it. I got to suffocate yeah, it. Dude, for me, it's, I mean, I'm there five days a week. I'm getting all of the protein in a day. I'm watching what I'm eating. Like yeah. it's a big deal for me too. And it is, it's still something that I have to constantly be like, stop. Like yeah. you need to calm down a little bit. I mean, the truth is, dude, I'm a, I'm a five, seven dude who does not weigh a lot. <laughs> like I'm just naturally was small. When I started working out, yeah. I was 117 pounds, very wow. small dude. And that has been the past couple of years has been hard because I see that affecting the way I'm treated, mm. the way people see me. I'm a kid. I'm small. There's these comments like, Oh, you're built like a 12 year old, whatever, it, whatever it is that, that yeah. fuel this, this worship of, of the gym, fuel mm. this worship of having good physique, of being bigger, of whatever it is that is unhealthy and not right. And we need to be willing when we see these things, um, depending on the thing. But when we see these things, we need to be willing to cut them out. As you said, you'll take a break for nine months or six yeah. months. You can't cut your children out of your life. If you're worshiping <laughs> your children, don't do that. I'm saying that right now. Don't boarding do that. School. Send them to yeah, boarding yeah. school. Get them out of here. <laughs> Grandparents house. They can do it under the bridge is fine. But, but how, how, how can we bring these to the Lord and how can we truly humble ourselves beneath the cross? Because I mean, I'm, I don't know if you've ever read any of Bonhoeffer's work, Mm-mm. but I know who he is, but well, I'm my Bible study. We're reading the cost of discipleship okay. and it's one of his books. Read it. Highly recommend if you need a book that is in depth for a Bible study. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about loving your enemies, but I think it's the phrase that he uses still applies. It's the, the disciples at the feet of the cross realized that they too were his enemies and mm. that they were overcome by his love. Mm. And that recognition of like, man, we like to look at the things that we do as sin and like bad and not good. But I think we need to recognize the depth of the fact that we are, whether or not we like it or not, we're the reason Jesus was on that cross. We are the reason ourselves. And when we see the sin to the depth, that that is what that is. I think it changes our mindset of, oh, holy cow, I can no longer accept this a little. I can no longer push that like, oh, it's fine just a little bit or I'll do it a little bit. It's like, no, I'm, I'm responsible for that. And, and, and that, I think that changes the mind, at least for me, it has in my life. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I want, I want to, I think end it there where it's like, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. And like that, that was where I want to end it. (laughs) I don't think it needs to be added to, um, man, he, Caden, that was a, a, doozy and that was fantastic man i yeah. i thank you for coming on thank you for um taking time to to on a wednesday night to come hang out for two hours shoot um man i appreciate you a ton um it's a pleasure man yeah. truly i love it these really- are these are my favorite things like i'll have these conversations any day of the week, all the time, because I, man, God is, God is good. And he's given yeah. us the ability to share these things. And so let's do it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, man. I, um, I'm thankful that the people that listen to this are going to be able to listen to that conversation because you have a lot of good stuff to say. And so, mm-hmm. um, if you like the podcast, if you like me, which if you like me, 
go to a doctor, a psychologist, figure out why. Um, second of all, um, no. share it with a friend. Share it with a friend um, and say, hey, this is a long podcast, but it's not meant to be this short. We live in a world of short form and everything is so consumed so quickly. And like, I want, maybe you listen to this over the course of a month. I don't care. Chew on it. Uh, it's mm. not, I, I'm not quick dopamine hits. That's not the content that I create. Mm. Um, and so, man, share it with a friend um talk about it with a friend i i would love to to meet somebody new if you want to introduce me to them i'd love to talk to them um mm. email me mitchparsonscreative.com um i'm not on social anymore i normally i'd say dm me but don't do that because um i don't see it so mm. um mitchparsons.substack.com is a newsletter that i write um, you'll see my art on there. I draw and I talk about it. Um, you're going to start seeing the podcast on here. You can watch the video of the podcast on here. Um, my wife and I are going to start podcasting together. Hey, um, yeah, it's going to be called on. marriage on the mic. Nice. Um, and we're just going to go on and talk about, well, we'd like to have other people, couples come on. I have four mics at home. Um, and I think that'd be really cool to have these kind mm. of conversations, but being like, in your marriage, what are some of the hard things? So we're going to mm. talk about that. That's coming down the road. Don't hold me on a timetable. We're we're crazy. Um, and to b- 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 share this. If you want a sticker, email me. I'll throw it in an envelope. I'll throw a stamp on it. I'll send you a Venmo request for $5. I'm just kidding. They're free. <laughs> uh, $10. $10 minimum. $10. I got yeah. a child to feed. Um, yeah, please. <laughs> no. That's actually something. This podcast is not monetized. Um, I have dreams too, but I've actually like said to the Lord, like anything that this podcast ever makes is going back to you. So like, mm-hmm. I'll never make I'll money on anything that's create. Like I've kind of landed on this thing. Like the Lord has made me creative in a, in a, in a litany of ways. And like, um, none of them really are super monetizable. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but if they ever were to be, I'm like, God, you gave me this gift. I'll give it back to you. So if you ever want to support this podcast, um, there is a, um, a way through Substack to like support, um, which would be cool. Um, but man, Caden, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time, for your wisdom, for your honesty, mm-hmm. for your transparency, for your vulnerability, um, for your love of the Lord, man. Um, thank you for leading our church in worship, not our church, but the church. Um, thank you for just being a light, man. Um, I appreciate you a ton. Um, and until next time, y'all, mm. peace. Peace.